0: Hey guys, Ben here from Comic Comedians. I just wanted to tell you guys about the best podcasting program there is called Anchor. Anchor is literally the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Comic Comedians, the only show where you take a shot every time a meme comes up during the sequel, during the ah, prequel trilogy. So you know, um, this is where the fun begins. Shot, you know, miss a Breaks, miss a humble servant, double shot, and. So on. Today, I am here with Tucker Price, a.k.a. Tick Music from TikTok. Also, congratulations on 100,000 followers. Stop it. Thank you. We also have Jason Lebo, the man who literally looks like a mix between Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness and is the (laughs) CEO of Hello There. We also have Rick Navarro. Is that how you say it? yeah that's right yeah yeah he's he is jason's partner in crime anakin to his obi-wan as you will all on tiktok all very very fond we all love star wars today we are going to be talking about the prequel trilogy the greatest trilogy of all trilogies i'm just kidding i don't know if it is the best or not that's everybody's opinion all right so let's just jump into that title sequence right now So, let's go around the room and we'll just talk about how we got into Star Wars. Tucker, we'll start with you, man. All right. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, actually. Um, the way I got into Star Wars was a couple different things. The, the first thing I ever did was I played the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game on my Xbox, um, but I also had a VHS tape of The Phantom Menace, and that was my first exposure to Star Wars and my only exposure for a really long time. Uh, so you you know this is a very uh fitting opportunity for me to talk about it
0: of course. Um so I, I know that film very well I think. Okay. What about you Jason? How did you get into Star Wars?
2: Um I I've talked about this before on my TikToks and other pad, uh, podcasts I've been in. By the way, thank you for having me. By the way. Oh, no problem, no problem. Thank you being Um so I'm incredibly old, uh, a lot older than people think. So I was uh, 8 years old in 1977. So I saw it, I was the perfect age for it. So I saw it in the movie theater and was hooked ever since. But the funny thing is in the seventies, we didn't have YouTube. It didn't come out to VHS or early eighties and that was for rent only. So I had to get what I can get, which was the holiday special um, and then um, records and trading cards. And I remember I asked for the the Star Wars, uh, Well, it wasn't called the New Hope back then, but um, soundtrack. And my parents gave me the disco version instead of the real version. So I just absorbed everything to get my hands on. And then when the prequels came out, I mean, it was just amazing because Star Wars was gone from our lives for so long. And um, and then the new trilogy and the Mandalorian and the Kenobi show. So it's it's a great world we live in when Star Wars is coming out all over the place.
0: That's great. What about you, Rick? How'd you get into Star Wars?
3: Uh, I've never seen Star Wars. Should I watch it?
0: Uh, yeah, I would recommend it. <laughs>
3: where do i start one four nine? uh i would recommend
0: starting at the christmas special not the not the new one the
3: the old one yeah that's the best one The good one yeah. i'm gonna start with a holiday special and i'm gonna do the ewok movies and then go from there yeah. um no i watched um the first exposure i had to star wars was when i was around like six or so and my family was we were at my grandma's house and they were showing return, return of the jedi on TV and I was instantly hooked and we were watching like the scenes between the Emperor and Vader and Luke and they were trying to explain to me like what was going on like that's his dad I got spoiled right away basically so I never had that like <laughs> I am your father moment um, so immediately I told my dad I'm like can you buy me the whole trilogy on VHS and we can and, and I can watch it so that he bought it I went back and watched them. I think like the next year, maybe the special editions came out. So that was a huge deal. There was, you know, toys yeah. and, and marketing all over the place. And then two years after that, the prequels came out. So basically, like, I got into Star Wars like right at the perfect moment for like someone my age, basically. And, you know, like it was the first fandom that I was really hooked on. Like, there's a lot of other fandoms that I really like, um, but Star Wars was kind of the first one. And so it was really my introduction into, you know, nerd culture and, um, into you know, not technically sci-fi, but you know space, um, you know space fantasy, um, and uh, and yeah, it's 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 been it's been awesome ever since. There's just new Star Wars stuff, you know, every couple of years to just get excited about and hooked on. So
0: yeah, nice. Me personally, uh, my dad watched it when it first came out, and then my uh, my brother got into it. My brother's seven years older than me, so it's, we're almost about a decade apart. But um, I remember I was born in 98, and so I'd, my first real Star Wars movie that I saw in theaters was Revenge of the Sith. So I would say pretty good movie to start on. But I do remember watching A New Hope all the time because when, when Revenge of the Sith came out, my brother bought the box set that came out on DVD with all the movies on it, Special Edition, and I remember watching them over and over but i remember new hope for some reason was one of my favorites i have no idea why it just was i guess because it was had the word new in it so i felt like maybe it was more new i don't know maybe the color lightsaber i don't know but i just remember enjoying star wars so much and then when the force awakens finally came out i you know did backflips and was so excited for it so that is my my story on star wars i now keep up with the comic books as you can see i got a huge collection of comic books and i you know i just talk about nerd stuff all the time so awesome. let's talk about the trilogy here you know we have to talk about episode 1 you know i feel like episode 1 was in 1999 i wouldn't know but do any of you guys know what it was like going to the theater and seeing it yeah um. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. So, what was that? So like? I, I
2: can I could tell you that um, the energy and the anticipation was off the charts. I mean, we just could, couldn't wait. I actually think that's one of the reasons why the Matrix did really well because I mean, the Matrix was amazing, but that came out a few weeks before New Hope, and we were all chomping at the bit.
3: Phantom Menace. For,
2: oh, sorry for Phantom Menace. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Anakin, uh, for uh, for Phantom Menace, and so. It, we just couldn't wait and the energy was just crazy i remember the commercials seeing darth maul versus kenobi and i just couldn't wait uh, to see it now, well, that being the said I mean, there's
0: it, a meme i always see it was like people in the theaters when they first see darth maul pull out the double saber yeah how did you respond and how did the theater respond
2: with the double saber or the whole mo- yeah, movie when, when,
0: when we first saw the double saber
2: oh it was the crowd just went uh crazy um (laughs) i remember back then uh and spoiler alert when uh we all knew qui-gon was going to die because i think they released the soundtrack like a day or two before the movie oh one of the titles of the soundtrack is like funeral for qui-gon or something like that or
3: qui-gon's noble end
2: yeah qui-gon's noble end so uh we knew that um I could also tell you guys that um, don't hate me, but Phantom Menace is probably my least favorite of all nine movies. Um, I almost find it unwatchable, but um, but it's Star Wars. So I'll never, I'll never not watch it or bash it because again, I lived in an era where we didn't have anything. So, um, but the lightsaber fight was incredible. Uh, but I remember being a little confused when the movie first started and, and I couldn't understand um, the aliens and then um i didn't hate jar jar um but yeah it was uh, it was confusing
0: yeah okay no, i was all i've always wondered like i've always wanted like somebody who has actually gone there and saw it to like tell me what what was it like so i always see the memes of people freaking out when they first see the uh the Devil's saber for the first time i'm like i wonder what it was really like you know
2: yeah the crowd but definitely went wild um, this
0: yeah. one is definitely the A good story because, personally, I like it because I I like young Anakin. I like how, uh, like, he's just, wow, you know, he's seeing all these things for the first time, and, you know, he's doing all these things that you wouldn't expect a kid that lives on a, that's a slave to be able to do. Like, he literally helped fighter pilots blow up a battle station, you know, at the end of that movie. And it's just insane that you would think, oh, I mean, this kid's a slave. Like, where did he learn all this, you know?
3: So... This. this What's up? I was just going to say, going back to what you had said about um, like the level of excitement in the theater. A really good place to kind of see that is uh, there's a documentary on the uh, episode one DVDs and Blu-rays called I think it's called The Beginning, and it's basically like a documentary on the filmmaking, and then it ends with the release of the movie. So they actually um, they took a camera crew to one of the one of the screenings, one of like the 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 you know the night of the release in San Francisco and Rick McCallum actually showed up to that screening and just like walks in and everyone is just you know has sabers out and they're dueling and it's just you, you can like oh, cool. you know send, you can see the excitement I, I have a couple of friends who were actually at that um at that theater uh that day and it's just that that tells you like how excited they were it was you know the, the closest thing I've experienced that is when The Force Awakens came out um but I think that the Phantom Menace level of ex- excitement was even higher than that. Oh, okay. So
0: yeah, no, like I said, that's, that's super interesting. I always wanted, I've always like, see, i will always watch those YouTube videos of people reacting in the movie theater. I always find those fun to watch, especially Avengers Endgame. That one was great. But um, like, but this movie we start off, we, we see Anakin grow up like of all the characters and the storylines. What, what did you guys like most about this movie? Tucker, I'll let you go first, man.
1: Oh man. I mean, I, uh, I think the part that shines for me, the first thing that comes to mind is um, I, I obviously, I didn't have this experience the first time I watched it. Cause this was my first star Wars movie, but looking back now, I can look at Anakin Skywalker and remember the monster he turns into later. And it's very interesting to see a little innocence, like slave boy. Um, in his like, you know, in his prime of his innocence. Um, and, you know, he calls Padme an angel. He heard about angel somewhere else from the, from the pilots. Um, So I think Anakin might be my favorite part, but um, I do have to say after reading the book Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, the, yep. the interactions between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are a marvel to me. Um, I, I am a huge fan of Qui-Gon. I'm just a huge fan of Liam Neeson in general. Yeah. Um, so I think seeing the Master and Apprentice element there is, it's probably the first thing I look for when I rewatch it now. What about
0: you? What about you, Rick? What about you? For- um-
3: yeah, I would say that probably my favorite thing about episode one is the the action sequences. So, the pod race is amazing. As you can see, I'm currently pod racing. No, the joke mm-hmm. is um, podcasting pod racing. Anyway, oh, funny. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I got it. So, so yeah, between the pod race, between uh, the the lightsaber fight, especially you know the duel of the fates, um, and like even like the battles, like the space battle, the Gungan battle. I think that the that. What episode one lacks in other areas, like, the, you know, the story and some of the characters are silly and some of the acting isn't, you know, uh, as great as the other films, it makes up for in, in the action. Like, v- visually, it's it's pretty impressive. I really like just kind of how it set everything up. Like, as its own movie, it may not be the best, but it sets up so much that they expanded on in episodes two and three, and then in the Clone Wars. Um, so without episode one, you don't have all these things. It's kind of a shaky foundation, but it's a, it's a foundation nonetheless. Um yeah, I just I really like the whole, you know, just building the lore and I feel like that's one thing that it did really well. Okay, what about you Jason? What what did you like about this movie the most?
2: Um, like I said I um actually so being an Obi-Wan cosplayer is great seeing Obi-Wan as a Padawan. Um, it's great to see that he at times was as reckless as Anakin because um yeah. there was it, it wasn't in the movie but I think it was in the novelization, there's a scene when he's running from a battle droid. On Naboo, and his lightsaber couldn't work because he he damaged or got a wet somehow. And it was great seeing how he still needed um, to be taught and that Padawan, like you said, that master apprentice uh, relationship. Um, I actually liked uh, visually the whole movie. Um, I didn't hate uh, the Gungans, I actually liked them a lot. I love uh, General Carpels. Was that his name? Um, Yeah, he's a great character. Ah, uh, the pod race I think is 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 just an epic scene. That's like an iconic scene that you like when you say Phantom Menace. Boom! That's one of the first things you said. I loved Sebul- Sebulba. Yeah, I loved his character. Um, it was so I liked all all of that. Um, and again, it was great seeing how the Republic was in those days, and it was a confusing time for them.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, the pod racing scene is definitely one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. Like, I can watch that over and over. I remember I, the only thing I don't like about that is the Lego Star Wars uh, pod racing. I, I, I still have nightmares to this day because of how hard that was. I can see Tucker in agreement right now. He's just like, oh, yeah. yes, that <laughs> just but memories. The 64 one is pretty good. Yeah, but there there were so many things. But that pod racing scene was so cool. I remember watching it, and I was just like watching him fix it while he's racing at the same time. And I'm just like, what? How's yeah. you know? And I'm just like, that's insane, you know. And then there's the scene. I think, but my favorite scene would obviously have to be the duel between Darth Maul, Qui Gon Jinn, and Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, because Absolutely. that that I'm a huge Clone Wars fan. So Darth Maul, you know, being cut in half, and then watching him just. Just fall is always fun to watch because I mean I know he's okay at the bottom uh, but you know of all the of all the characters and it really started the story the foundation in the story you know but I I'm not gonna lie I think my favorite character of this movie is Jar Jar Binks <laughs> and, really am I the I'm only one okay? no uh, I mean like is this a, is this a meme no, I'm <laughs> serious. I actually do like Jar Jar B. Well, it's because of uh, like the actor, the yeah. way he did it. Yeah. You know, um, that was actually the first time they really did motion capture, I believe, for yeah. a movie like that. So, you know, that that this movie kind of was a stepping stone for CGI that we see today. And the actor, you know, he got really, really like bullied for this role, and people were like, "Well, we're not making fun of you." we're making fun of the character. And he was like, well, the character is me. Right. You know? So, and I just, and after I see all these things, I just have more of a respect for Jar Jar because one, I kind of feel like I'm obligated to and to, you know, he's fun. You know, he was created for people like me. I was a little kid at the time. So I, fe- I feel like he was, he was fun.
2: So you make a great point about Jar Jar and I have, I have kids and my kids love Jar Jar and people need to remember that star wars is made for kids although about although taxation of trade routes for kids gets a little confusing for them but um jar jar Um, my
0: little cousin's just he does not (laughs) shut up about politics man he's he's telling me about how my taxes need to
3: be like the bank deregulation episodes were the kids favorites in clone wars (laughs) oh yeah dude we got politics oh
0: yeah so, no, I, I agree about Jar Jar. This was a great stepping stone for the beginning of this trilogy. But let's talk about Attack of the Clones. This one is one of my personal favorites of this entire trilogy. Because Attack of the Clones, man, for one, we got we got Obi-Wan's long hair. I, I love that long hair. You know, the gorgeous. The Jedi form. mullet. Yeah, Space Jesus. Yeah, Space Jesus. But uh, I we got that we also get the clones you know the clone i love the clone wars so the clones really mean a lot to me and when you really watch it you know you, you get to have like a more of a love for them you know and like i said with the cgi being a step stepping stone like sure it's not the best cgi we can all agree that it's not the best but you know in our hearts we still enjoy it you know so jason i'll let you go first what, what was your favorite part about attack of the clones
2: um, so I, I could tell you, I, I love Attack of Clones, and I find it so weird when people list their favorite movies, but Attack of Clones comes in last for a lot of people, and yeah. I never understood why. Um, I've said this before, that on the DVD and on Apple TV, the movie's broken up in chapters, and if every time you see Anakin and Padme and a love story go on, if you hit next, it goes right to a Kenobi, a, a Kenobi scene. So for me, Attack of the Clones is a great Obi-Wan Kenobi mystery movie because every time you hit next, you're just following him, looking for Kamino, going to Kamino, seeing the clones, meeting Jango Fett. Oh, here's Anakin and Padme. Next, he's on um, Geonosis. It's so to me, it's a great uh, Kenobi um, mystery movie. But again, um, I love the the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan. You know and Obi-Wan's always like, Anakin, stop being reckless. And the first thing Obi-Wan does in the movie is jump headfirst out of a window. So it is great seeing how it's a uh, do as I say, not as I do uh, type of relationship he has um, with Anakin. And one other quick thing: um, you talked about uh, reaction in the, in the movie theater. I very vividly remember when Anakin drops his lightsaber during the, um, the, the chase scene uh, and it's spinning over Coruscant, and Obi-Wan just reaches up and grabs it. The audience just laughed to tears. They cheered and laughed, and just—it was a great scene.
0: We were trying to be quiet. We really were. I was like, I was trying <laughs> to get my charger. I'm sorry. Oh no worries. Hi. That's my sister, everybody. Hello. Hello, Hello there. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. So. So. Okay, where were we? We were talking about our favorite parts, right?
2: Uh, yeah. All right.
0: Rick, I'll let you go next. What, what was your favorite part of the Attack of the Clones?
3: Yeah, um, Attack of the Clones, I agree with you. It, it's one of my personal favorites. And, and I agree with Jason that it surprises me how low it is on, on, on people's uh, lists because, you know, yeah, it's... I think maybe for when it came out, I was just, like, at the perfect age to experience it because I was just, like, what, 12? um, So, like, it just... It blew my mind when I watched it. Uh, Battle of Geonosis, I would say, is my favorite action set piece in the whole saga, you know, because you know it's this huge battle of, you know, with hundreds of Jedi, thousands of droids and clones and, you know, first in the arena, then over this immense area. It's just like so cool to watch even now. The Yoda fight is, you know, it's kind of silly, but it's also really cool. And that was a part that I remember people cheering in when I saw Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um to the you know a- almost to the level of like the mall, you know, double bladed lightsaber moment. Um, I agree, the, the detective story, I think it's really great, and it's a unique story, because I don't know that we have one like that at any other point in the saga. Um, and then, like, kind of like I said for uh, Phantom Menace, like, um, Attack the Clones is visually really stunning, so all the locations, you know, I, I actually thought the CGI was, was really great, like, I think, to me, it kind of stands up to, like, even movies now, you know, Coruscant the cgi is amazing the naboo and tatooine they you know they went to you know the real locations and they look amazing and then they enhanced them with cgi um geonosis looks really cool so lots of lots of reasons i, I like this one but I, I would definitely put it in my honestly my top three for, nice. for star wars movies
0: i mean when you're talking about the battle of geonosis we got to talk about how how cool the jedi look i mean we all remember how cool kit fisto looks I mean the, yeah. the Clone Wars. <laughs> the Clone Wars. I'm gonna be honest. He looks a lot better in the Clone Wars. But oh
3: yeah.
0: You know, like, well, what about you, Tucker? what What was your favorite part about Attack of the Clones? Well, uh, I do want to say
1: I am one of the people who Attack of the Clones is on the bottom of my list, but I don't hate it. All right. I, so because I'd rather watch Attack of the Clones than a random. Well, I'm removing movie. you from the call. Just- <laughs> yep. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: um.
1: But I I gotta say I I also I love the Battle of Geonosis. That's. Like, the first thing comes into my head for me. Um, I, I I think uh, I, I also really, really enjoyed the Coruscant speeder chase. But a lot of the movie, I just can't really sit through. And I think it was just due to my own, like, interest the first time I saw it and how I evolved. Um, because obviously, I was too young to really understand the whole, like, love relationship between Anakin and Padme. So I just skipped to the lightsaber fights at the end. And you know, I was like eight years old, whatever. Um, and then I stopped watching that movie for a long time because I remembered I didn't like it. Um, right. And then now when I watch it, I think I uh, I, I typically do still skip over the Anakin-Padme parts, but I, I have to agree with the Kenobi mystery story. Um, do, like, like we that. get some really awesome Obi-Wan moments oh, yeah. that we don't get anywhere else, and that's something that should never be forgotten, I think.
0: Right. I, I totally agree. The The Obi-Wan storyline was awesome in that, and I, I like the fact, the thing I liked about the Anakin and Padme thing was, you know, Anakin, this is when he first started like really rebelling, Uh, well i mean he always was kind of a rebel when it came to obi-wan's orders but you know he was kind of like bending the rules a little bit he was telling him he was like he said oh no i'm supposed to protect you i he didn't say where you know so he's like we're guess we're going to geonosis and we also get introduced to a new character count dooku yeah yeah, we, we got to talk about Count Dooku. Now, I I loved Count. Do- I, well, for one, I love the actor. He did. He's he does a phenomenal Absolutely. job in almost everything he does. But you know, I I love, I love him as an actor. Oh my gosh, sorry. Well, anyway, <laughs> he's a great actor, and you know he knocked it out of the park. And if you guys have ever read uh du- the the novel, have you guys read the novel of Dooku? Yeah. Well, if you haven't, I'd recommend it. it's super good. It really ties into his backstory a lot more with him and yoda and i i i love it so much that that's my favorite part of this movie
2: so, so uh, with, with count dooku um one of my problems with the phantom menace is that count dooku should have been in the movie as a jedi even even have a quick scene with him and qui-gon
1: they, that would have been and, great
2: and they didn't introduce count dooku the villain. i assume the villain of the movie i guess um until the third act like it, it was confusing I, I look at these my wife is not into fandom at whatsoever so i look at these movies through her eyes often so when count dooku shows up she's like who's this i'm like oh he's oh just wait just you wait he's the bad guy she's like the movie's almost over right i'm like yeah i know but trust me he's he's gonna be bad um, right. but i love christopher lee he's great in it and I'm not sure if we're going to talk about the clone wars but the clone wars cartoon yeah we can really enhanced. i think it really enhanced this movie a lot oh it did it, it expanded on mm-hmm. all the characters Definitely. um i think i think it well no you couldn't put grievous in this movie but um yeah dooku should have been in phantom menace even or, in passing
3: or yeah. at least Cypho-Dias. darth Maul should or, have been sifo
2: should have been in there as well right yeah totally sifo should have been in there
3: Oh
1: yeah, uh, yeah. They talk and about Psychodius, uh, and no one
2: knows who he. I don't. My wife's like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "Yeah, we never met him." Yeah. We don't yeah, even we meet we him in school, do we? Uh, he's he, uh, we meet uh, his ghost, right? Or murder. um. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, we do meet. Okay.
2: Yoda has that trippy storyline at the mm-hmm. end of season. At uh, that, like five and a half season.
0: Yeah. Sure. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, no, I remember when they first said sifo Like that was the first time, like, if it weren't, if I'd never watched the Clone Wars, I would have never knew who sifo was. Like, they would have said his name, but I would have had no idea who he was because, you know, I because I was re-watching it the other day and I'm just like, oh, yeah, they did name drop him, didn't they? Yeah. I, I thought that was just for the Clone Wars that, that they did. So, you know, and... This, like I said, this prequel trilogy really expands the Marvel universe as a whole. You know, because the original trilogy, they're on like what three, three planets, three, four planets. Yeah. This one, yeah, on not like, that eight, many. Eight, it's Like nine. two per so, film. Yeah, like eight or nine, ten planets, separate battles, so mm-hmm. many different species, much lights. It's like very Hollywood. You know, on course not. You know, yeah, we we really get to see what life is like not on the outer rim but in the main in the main planet you know because Coruscant's like Mm -hmm. the main planet
2: I'm in the minority in this but I actually really enjoy the scene with uh, Obi-Wan and Dexter Jester
0: I just
2: I love yes friends outside the Jedi order you could tell they've had maybe an adventure or two together just Dex is really excited to see him like I have a seat I'll bring right with you and um and, they, you know, you could talk by telling me what this is. And you could tell, like, he's like, if the Jedi archives don't know, perhaps, you know, Dex will know. And it's just, I love that scene. And I don't, the CGI isn't great, but I don't know why people just don't like that scene. I think it's one of my favorites, actually. And
0: it, it shows, like, the classiness of the Star Wars universe. It shows, because they're in a diner, but it's also, like, a future diner, you know?
2: Are you guys, Do you guys live in California? Uh, um,
0: I do not. I do.
2: You do? So do you have Mill's Diner, um, where you yeah. are? Yeah, so I mean, it's it, there's a, there's a it's kind of a chain, but it, it's called Mel's Diner, and it's it's basically that diner is based off of Mel's Diner, really, um, which George Lucas also I think based um, American Graffiti diners on that.
3: Okay, well, Mel's Diner is a tribute to uh, to oh, that American Graffiti, right? Oh, I, I don't okay. know if it's yeah. the other way around, where it's yeah. the movie included Mel's Diner. I'm not sure.
0: Okay, well, yeah, yeah. How about we move on to the big the big finale of this and then we'll talk about yeah, I the all the part that we've all been waiting for. I feel like we're going to spend the most time talking about this one. The Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah. Anakin's Turmoil. And I feel like this is a movie like like I said this is the first time I went to go see a movie in the, the a Star Wars movie in the theaters. You know? I don't know about you guys, but this movie means a lot to me. You know? And it's definitely one of my favorites. It's in the top 3. I'll tell you that. So Let's talk about it. Who wants to go first? I'll uh, show of hands. Show of hands. Okay. All right, I can All right Tucker. I'll let you go first. Right.
1: Uh, so yeah, I gotta say, Revenge of the Sith. It's in my top one for me. Revenge of the Sith is always my favorite. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't oh, know wow. if it's. I don't know if it's the best, but it's definitely my favorite, my number one. Um, because uh, while I didn't see the prequels in theaters because I uh, could not read yet, and before for two of them I wasn't alive yet. Um, actually, I don't remember when they came out. Just assume that's correct. <laughs> um i revenge of the sith was always my favorite um before i could comprehend things like a real human being um i think just because it's so exciting all of the time um and seeing anakin turn all evil it's and all the foreshadowing paying off um you know there's there's a lot that there's not a lot you can say that revenge of the sith misses on um in my opinion of course um but yeah honestly totally my total favorite and Obi-Wan too. Obi-Wan throughout the whole thing. It's I think it's my favorite version of Obi-Wan. It's the master who is, he, he's accepted Anakin as his best friend. He's fully trained Anakin. Um, so the relationship between like almost a father figure to Anakin and Anakin himself in the movie um, is something that really sticks out to me.
2: What about you, Jason? So um, I, this is definitely my favorite movie of the prequels. And it's in my top five. Um, first of all, the opening of the movie, I think, is the best opening of any Star Wars movie to date. The opening battle scene is just absolutely amazing. Oh, yes. Um, I also love the friendship and relationship with um, Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin. Um, you know, like, I sense a trap. Next move, spring to trap. Like, they had this, like, sense of humor with them. There's a deleted scene where they slice up the, um, the battle droids in an elevator, and once they're done, they the both of them Roger. say, Roger, Roger. Um, and actually, Rick and I watched the movie together on Saturday, and it, it cuts out as, as you can see you McGregor saying, it, it cuts, so you can see that that's where they made the cut.
0: Oh, is that when uh, you were live-streaming it?
2: Yes. I <laughs> know. Uh, oh, yes, that's what I was like. I did live-stream it. I remember
0: um, you were like, live uh, I yeah. saw a little bit of it.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I was also watching it with Rick and uh, his friends. Um, and then just the tragedy of Anakin. The, again, the Clone Wars really enhanced that. Uh, the Clone Wars movie, uh, cartoon, because he was such a great Jedi, such a hero. The fact that he would turn to the dark side—he even said it one couple of times. I would never turn to the dark side, and just his love for Padme that he crossed the line. And even though Padme is like, you know, come back—you're like, going down a path you can't follow—it was too late for him, and he—he he was lost. Um, just the scene at the end of the movie where you know he's riding in pain at the at the bottom of the lava. Um, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Like oh yeah. I, I I I cheer up at that scene and I tell the story all the time. But Rick and I were at a convention, uh, we were at a con and the con was winding down. And for some reason we broke out into that scene. I have no idea why, but I think I just jumped up on a chair and said, This over and again, I have the high ground. And I pretended to slice them. And at the end I was like, you know, you um you know, you were the chosen one. It said you destroy this, it's not join them. And Rick is like, I, I I drown. And I started to I started, I don't know if I was in the moment or something else was going on in my life. I cheered up when Rick said that when he screamed, I hate you. Like so I, I literally felt I'm not an actor, but I think I got so into character that I felt what just Obi-Wan. Imagining
0: thought. everybody around you just like, is, is he crying? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know what's weird? Someone someone uh, taped it and and we never I I wanted to get that tape and we never or digital file, we never did, but um yeah, it, uh, to me, it, it is a great ending for um, yes. the trilogy and just ending with the two sunsets with um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru looking at a potential new hope one day. Um, it, it's just a great, great ending to the, uh, the trilogy.
0: What about you, Rick? What, what did you like most about Revenge of the Sith?
2: Yeah. uh,
3: So for me, you know, watching the, you know, the original trilogy, especially once, you know, because when I watched it, it already had the episode numbers on it. I always, I always really wanted to see episodes one, two, and three and and know what they were about. And episode three was sort of like that missing, that last missing, missing puzzle piece. And, you know, like in the you know, Return of the Jedi uh, novelization, they talk about, you know, the lightsaber fight over the lava. And so that was something I always wanted to nice. see. And I wanted to know, okay, what's the last, you know, what ultimately pushes Anakin over the edge? How does he get a suit? All those questions we had. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Revenge of the Sith came out, I would say the excitement level was almost to the level of, you know, the Phantom Menace. Um, and, you know, uh, like there, there's, there's a lot of things I really like about it. I, d- I don't know that it's my favorite, but, but it's mm-hmm. definitely up there. Um so you know one of the things i like like jason said was uh you know the anakin obi-wan moments you know that you actually see them as equals in this movie whereas before yes. it was you know definitely master and apprentice but now you see just you know two two jedi knights or one knight and one master i, I think say. obi-wan is oh. a master yeah, yeah anakin's uh, uh, master for that declined right <laughs> um so you see you know that that you know that slapstick kind of comedy at the beginning like is yep. really great um, just seeing like you know how much they care for each other throughout the movie um, and how ultimately that you know that that you know they have their they're falling out um, I really like um, the costumes and the hair I know that seems like a weird observation but I think <laughs> that visually you know the aesthetic of each character is at their peak I love I the agree. way Anakin looks I love the way Obi-Wan looks I love the I way Padme looks Bail Organa know. you know all of them they look They look great in this movie. It's an improvement on the last two. Um
0: awesome. They look badass. Like, you know. Yeah, and and, that's the best way of putting it. For me, I I I I love Order 66, especially after Clone Wars, you know? Because it really makes me feel, you know, especially after Clone Wars. And like like even in Clone Wars when they were showing like at the beginning of the of the episode, right before that big Last four episode arc, you know they showed Plo Koon in the in the fighter pilot, and, and I'm just like, oh damn! Yeah. I, know what ha- I know it, I, I I know it's gonna happen, but I don't want it to happen, you know. But I I love that scene, and I I remember I I've, I've watched videos of people outside the premiere dressed up as their favorite Jedi from like like there was one girl who was dressed up as Luminara, and I was ah. just like, oh man! Imagine her walking out, just watching her favorite character just get obliterated on screen like
3: that and that's the funny thing about revenge of the sith when you watch it most people watching it for the first time they knew what was going to happen they knew how it was going to end but it doesn't yep. make it hurt any less it's like watching titanic you know what's going to happen but it's still sad right
0: yeah and it's a, it's a scene like that you know order 66 it, it is like even the clones like i remember like here i go with clone wars again uh with clone wars i I remember when Cody got stuck under when, during the bad badge arc, when Cody got stuck under the, the rocket ship, I was just like, leave him, leave him there. I know what he does. Leave him. He's, he's, he's dead meat to me. I don't care about him. You know? I mean, if it were Rex under there, yeah, get him out, you know, but Cody can go die. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I kind of hope we see Cody in uh, the Kenobi show. And I hope there's some sort of redemption there or some sort of, yeah not an apology but yeah redemption of cody or yeah i hope we see another. i hope no, to see
0: a darth maul. darth maul like imagine darth maul like inside uh inside carbonite like under his mattress or something that way obi-wan has the high ground at all times <laughs> you know and then like a contractor is coming back to his house to sell it because he knows that the person who lived here died he opens up he lifts up the mattress there's a sith lord it says "Break in case of emergency you know <laughs> on it oh my God. that would be funny <laughs> It's like, yeah, I've got a nice bed here. Oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> he got frozen in carbonite after after he got stabbed. Or uh,
2: I don't believe he's the...
3: dead. I don't think he's dead.
0: Really? No. I
2: think I he think might show
0: dead. up in the Kenobi show. That might oh. be the hottest take I've ever
1: heard. Well,
2: he could show up because I believe that the Kenobi show takes place five years after Revenge of the Sith, so he wouldn't be dead at this point. So they could meet. At okay, some point. maybe.
3: Maybe, but I, mean, I don't think he'll come across Obi Wan because so Maul sounded surprised in Rebels yeah. when, oh, he, yeah, he, Rebels found when he found that, out that he was still, still alive, was yeah. alive.
0: No, I, no I, 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 just want to see those two old guys on the porch, just, just yelling at all the kids or something. Just get off the yard, you know. <laughs> they, yeah. Like they, they, they just put everything behind them. They're just like best friends
3: now. Maul well, could know. show up in other things, but I don't think he'll be in Kenobi. He could show up, like, on the maybe even the Cassian the show possibly. I, I don't he know. Yes, show up in the yeah. yes, Cassian
2: show. Bad, All
3: I know bad, is bad.
0: they set him up in, in Solo for something, so we're going to be seeing and, more of yeah. him soon. You know, like, they, they can't just kill him off, you know? He is in Solo, too, player. if that
2: ever happens.
0: Right. Double. Right, and what wh- like, what 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 made you guys like super like, ex- what, what made you guys like excited about the prequels? Like, what, like, like, what about it? Like, I, not that the fact that it's Star Wars, like, 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 what about the sequels like makes you rewatch it, you know? Because you don't have to rewatch it, but yet we all do for some reason.
2: I, I can, I can go first. Yeah. Go for um, so for me, again, growing up uh, out of the gate with Star Wars, um, you know, I've watched all three movies like, we, I like we all have like a trillion times, and then you had a drought with no Star Wars whatsoever, and then all of a sudden you get three new movies. So for a longest time before the sequel trilogy, Revenge of the Sith was always uh, my go-to. Like uh, I knew to watch Star Wars, you know I've seen Empire Strikes Back a billion times. I don't watch Revenge of the Sith, um, but for me it's just the story of the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. Because um, as Rick said, in Return of the Jedi we find out he is his name is Anakin um in the novelization which I read as well they talk about the lava fight and I'm like so again I'm I'm like 1983 I think I'm like 14 at this point and I'm like what's a what's the lava fight about and I remember as a kid when Star Wars first came out I had a poster of Vader on my bedroom wall and it said Dark Lord of the Sith and I'm like what's a Sith like I don't and we never found out really what a Sith was until the prequels right they don't even really mention Sith in the yeah, or, kind of Jedi. Do they? No, yeah.
3: they don't. I don't know if they even say the word Sith in the original trilogy. Do oh, they? Yeah. In the originals, they they refer to Vader as a Jedi, actually.
2: Yeah. Really. Yeah, and in a hope in a new hope, they do because uh, Tarkin says you're the last, you know, devotee of that ancient religion, um, ish. So all the Jedi are gone. You're the last of their of that religion, something like that. But right. yeah. So, but but it was it was on a poster in 1977 that said Dark Lord of the Sith. And, you know, I always want to know what that was. So for me, the prequels definitely covered a lot of questions I had. And it, again, and as we all talked about, as much as I don't like Phantom it's not my favorite. Um, it, it, seeing young innocent Anakin as a little boy and then seeing him as a Padawan and then just seeing him as a Jedi Knight, it's just so tragic to see him fall. So it, that's what I love about the prequels. Okay, what about, about you,
0: Rick? What, like, what <laughs> makes you go back every time to rewatch these movies? You like, like I said, it's a choice to go back to these. So why do you always go back?
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, like Star Wars is always just like my happy place. You know, like it doesn't matter like what's going on or how I'm feeling. Like if I go back and watch the prequels and really any of the Star Wars movies, but but definitely the prequels, it's a way to kind of evoke those feelings that I had when they when they first came out. You know, I was a a preteen, a teenager, and you know just. I I, just, I feel I, I feel a lot of that excitement when I rewatch them, um, as compared to other to other Star Wars movies. I really like just kind of how exciting they are. You know, like they're really fast paced. There's a lot of action. Um, you know, like I said before, we have more of an idea of what's going on in the greater uh, galaxy than we do in the other two trilogies that are more like focused on specific characters and situations. These ones, and especially if you include the Clone Wars, like you you get a broader view of what's going on and you understand like the politics and the different social dynamics between different planets and, and just, you know, there's the economy, everything. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's why I go back and watch on that. And I have to memorize the lines for when <laughs> Jason and I do TikToks or recreate
0: scenes <laughs> or
2: whatever. That's
0: true. What about you, Tucker? And it, it, I don't want your answer to be because somebody on TikTok asked me a question. And I had to do research. I don't want <laughs> that to be your answer. Ooh.
1: Uh, well, while that is an answer for maybe the original trilogy, <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, the same way the Clone Wars animated series uh, it complements the prequels. For me, the prequels seriously complement the original trilogy. And although for a long time people hated the prequels, the same way people hate the sequels now, um, I really do love to start with the prequels, really absorb all of the information, all of the character aspects, and then when I watch A New Hope, it's a, it's an explosion of storytelling. Right. Um, and it's nice to see it all come to fruition. So for me, it's that buildup of story and watching the tragedy of Darth
0: Vader really begin. That 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 is a, yeah. These are those are all great answers, guys. I'm serious. Like, but what I always go back for, say, my, me personally, is yeah. Like like Tucker said, the tragedy of Anakin is one of them. I also had a huge crush on Padme growing up. Still do. Natalie Portman is gorgeous, and you know like. You know, you you just got to go back because you know, like the colors and lights, and my ADHD just like kicks in. And we're just like, yo, we're doing this. You know, that's what I like about this the, the these movies so much. But if you guys were to change this, like obviously we all have our problems with it. We all have like at least one. Nobody hates Star Wars more than a Star Wars fan, is what I like to say. So <laughs> kind of true. That, that is very true, but. How would you guys change this? Like if you were to, if, if George Lucas were to be like, okay, how, how are we going to do this? How would you do it? I'll start with you, Rick.
3: Yeah. Um, so I would say starting, I, I, I thought of some ideas by episode. So episode one, the core, the core is a really unnecessary scene. that doesn't really do anything for the story. It's right at the beginning and it just kind of like prolongs the story unnecessarily. I would have honestly taken that out. The other thing that um, that I personally think would have made the story better is, I, I actually do think Anakin's a little too young, um, you know, he, sure he's a chosen one, sure he has like, you know, chlorian count that's, you know, above any other living being, but you know, the fact that he's the only human in the... Universe or in the galaxy, who can pod race And he's nine years old. If they had made him just a little bit older, I feel like it would have been a little bit more realistic. The Anakin and Padme age difference wouldn't have been kind of weird in the first one, because in the in the next one they seem more or less you know closer. Like what, age. Uh, um, I, Tucker? Didn't you just do a video on this for like four years?
0: Or was that Dark uh, Chako did that? That might have been Chako, but it's it yeah.
1: like a four or five year difference.
2: Yeah, it's, according yeah. to Weird Al Yankovic, uh, he was nine and she was only fourteen in the saga right. begins Weird Al song.
3: <laughs> Which I have a hard time believing. Natalie Portman was 14 in that movie. I th- you know, yeah. he was. She nine, was 18, it, actually. I've looked that up. Right, she and so and they so that. they just look too too different in age. Um, for uh, Attack of the Clones, what I would have changed was the you know the, the sifo thing that I mentioned. It you know they it, George introduced this you know kind of backstory and then he abandoned it because. You know he, he said you know I, I put too much in revenge of the sith already and to tie that loose end up was just too much you know all revisited right. in the clone wars but it's just weird to have that pop up and, and the whole you know kind of backstory behind how the clones were made and then just kind of it, it just falls off the you know the radar and we never come back to it unless unless you watch the clone wars right um yeah i would say those are the main things that i would change with the prequel trilogy. What about you, Jason?
0: How would you, how would you change these movies um, you had to change? I definitely
2: them. would put um, Count Dooku in episode one. Um, I would get a better writer for the love dialogue. And <laughs> by George Lucas's own admission, he is not a good dialogue writer. And Carrie Fisher, one of her jobs was to punch up movie dialogue, she, like she did that. And he probably should have called her on, on that. Um, I would have done a better explanation of Syphodias, Dark Tyrannus, like you see, you hear the name Dark Tyrannis, and like, oh, who's that? And like, oh wait, that's Count Dooku. Why? Like it, Oh yeah, it, his
0: stage name. Yeah, that's what right. I call <laughs>
2: So they need to do uh, uh they, they should have been a better job at that. And then I know the the no at the end when Vader goes, No. Um I would have changed that to dialogue. I would I have actually said,
0: have a pretty cool theory on that, but after after Tucker goes, I'll I'll tell you guys it.
2: Okay. I would have said something like then you know, then the Skywalker's are gone and Anakin is no more, and I am forever Darth Vader. Like I would have said, I would have used that with, um, I would have put dialogue in there instead of no. I would have um, put it McClunky. McClunky, exactly. I would have um, put like down
0: with the say. Ooh, wah! okay. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> so it's just, it's just minor changes uh, for me. Again, I didn't hate the gunkins, I didn't hate Jar Jar. Um, I just would have punched it up a little, and um, yeah, that's basically it.
0: All right. What about you, Tucker? How would you, how would
1: you change this? Uh, you know, my initial answer going in was I wouldn't, but uh, after we talked a bit about Count Dooku and Saco and all that nonsense, um, <laughs> it, it is a little eyebrow raising that it isn't seen in the movies. And when I think about it, um, I think there's a lot, there's actually a few scenes from the book, Darth Plagueis. I don't know if you guys have read it that mm-hmm. I think belong in the Phantom Menace. Um, I don't know if I would put Plagueis in the Phantom Menace, Menace himself, Um but it would have added something. So when Palpatine mentions the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um. I think. I think Dooku specifically. Um. Even just one scene, if he, if he was talking yeah, to Palpatine, like the scene. What'd you say?
2: That's all you needed was one scene in. Uh, oh yeah. Phantom Menace. He didn't have to be in the movie very long.
1: Yeah. Um. Like just one scene where he's like, I, maybe I will embrace the dark side, and Palpatine. Obviously, he wasn't revealed to be Dark Sidious at that point, but it would have made like a much bigger aha moment later on um i think i would have put count dooku more in attack of the clones as well maybe him orchestrating the separatists um talking to grievous or something i don't actually Mm -hmm. know the timeline for grievous um because it it was although it is surprising that in revenge of the sith anakin is able to you know he doubled his power since last time they met um he's able to defeat him so quickly in the beginning of the movie um I think a little bit more of Count Dooku would have done the prequels some justice. But other than that, there's not a whole lot that I could change.
0: Okay. Me personally, I would I would change the really just the first episode a little bit. I would keep like the politics out of this. Like I mean, sure the uh, politics a like a little bit, but not as much as they put in there. There was a lot in there. You know, and not that I don't love politics and that my my every six year old in the world loves politics. We all know. And I, I'd hate to take that from them. But, you know, it's it's boring. All right. I think the only cool thing about those scenes is that, oh, look, there's E.T. in the background. Yeah. You know,
3: so. Yeah. And some Wookiees.
0: Yeah. Some Wookiees you know, and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I just I it wasn't for me you know i wanted I, I came here to watch people beat the crap out of each other with laser swords and shoot lightning out of their fingers and you're over here talking about trade routes you know right. <laughs> so, yeah. so i mean that's the only thing i would really change about this cc uh, series uh, trilogy i'll just say trilogy
2: mm-hmm. other,
0: yeah so you guys before we close out we're going to rate all of these movies for, uh, from one to five kyber crystals. So we're going to go around. Uh, we'll start with Phantom Menace. Uh, Tucker, I'll let you go first. For uh, how many kyber crystals out of five would you give that movie? I, I love it,
1: but I've got to be fair. I think that's. I think it's a solid three. Solid three. Solid three. What about you, Jason?
2: I don't get mad at me. I gave it a one kyber crystal.
0: One kyber crystal. That's, whole,
1: that's a
2: whole lightsaber right there. <laughs> all
3: right well, what about you rick i'm so conflicted because there's the you know the movie and then there's a nostalgia factor i mean honestly just the movie itself three and a half yep
0: i'd say the same thing for three and a half what about the attack of the clones i'll start with you jason
2: attack of the clones i would give it um, a four for the kenobi storyline and i'd give it a two for the anakin padme storyline <laughs> so it's i guess the average of that would be uh, a three
0: now the staring is something I didn't notice until I watched it when I was older. I was like, "Man, he's staring hard." It's like it, it's weird, it's creepy staring. It's weird. What about you, Rick? Uh, Attack of the Clones.
3: I'm 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 really alone in this probably, but I, I honestly I'll give it a five. I really like Attack of the Clones.
0: Okay. Okay, maybe no, four no, and a half. Let's weird. let's
3: be fair. Like they didn't have this four and, and
0: a half. The...
3: <laughs> I'm weird. I know
0: it's okay. We're all weird. <laughs> I like Attack of the Clones. I. would I'd give it, like, a solid three and a half, if we're going to be honest, though. What about mm-hmm. you, Tucker? What would you give Attack of the Clones?
1: Ooh, I'm going to be the one that's alone this time. Uh, it's I can't give it more than two. I'm sorry. I just can't.
3: That's Okay. It's like Are The Last God? Jedi. You love it or you hate it. it yeah. yeah. Right. There's not a lot of in-between.
0: So let's talk about Revenge of the Sith. Rick, I'll let you go first. How many Kyber Crystals? i'm gonna say
3: four for revenge of the sith it's i I like attack of the clones a little bit more i know weird but but revenge of the sith is is amazing
0: okay i would give it a four four and a half definitely i i'm i'm always too scared to give something a five because there's always a flaw somewhere Mm -hmm. you know that's why so i'd say four and a half and but i do love the movie what about you tucker what would you how many kyber crystals would you give this movie uh, I'm hesitant, like you said, I'm
1: afraid to give anything a five, but <laughs> I, for the importance and all factors combined of Revenge of the Sith, I'm going to say five.
2: All right. And Jason? Same, same thing that you said. I never like giving a full five because there's always room for improvement or enhancement or whatnot, um, but it is definitely the best out of all the movies, so it's like a 4.8.26. <laughs> give it a 66.
0: The 4.91111111111. 1, 1, 1, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's pretty... It's, it's definitely my favorite of the three.
0: Okay. Now, I, I have a question. How would you guys want to see the Battle of Most between Obi Wan Kenobi and Hayden Christensen or in Anakin, but Clone Wars animation?
2: Yeah. Oh, someone working, someone working on that. And James Arnold yeah, is, Taylor. Yeah, someone's working on that. I've seen some uh, clips of it.
0: But is it James Arnold Taylor and and
2: uh, Matt Lancer doing the? No, yeah. I don't believe it's their voices. I, but that's what the, I want to see. The, it's the animation, though.
3: That's well, what no. I'm I want to say for. that like they grabbed uh, audio from like different interviews where they've asked James Arnold Taylor and stuff to, to, to say certain lines. I thought they have done that yourself.
1: Don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Uh, I would be a little slave boy in Tatooine for nine years to get one of those. You know. <laughs> I I. I
3: I, I would burn my legs in M- Mustafar and watch it. Look, if they said we're going to do the Clone Wars show, but ex- redo all every Let's single the whole film, movie,
0: like we'll, 9, the I Sith. would watch Sith. it all. Yeah. yeah, no, what they should do is take those last four episodes of Clone Wars and then reanimate Revenge of the Sith, and we can watch it all at one time. Mm-hmm. Just, but all in chronological order so it can cut back from Ahsoka and Rex to, to Obi Wan. Make my money.
2: And, yeah, I, I agree. Somebody why I, I why saw this one meme.
0: It was like, it was like, did you know that there is a four-hour cut of Revenge of the Sith? Where is that? And I was like, it's on Disney Plus. It's called Clone Wars. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Here's what I would really like. I really like the 2003 to 2005 Clone Wars micro series. I wish uh, yes. they would go back and do that one in uh, 3D or, or you know computer animation. That'd yeah, um, be I Because agree. that to me is really good. And and except for a little bit at the end, it doesn't really contradict. The new canon, the, the very end of it does, but but that's about it.
0: Heck, I mean, Ahsoka having blue lightsabers uh, it kind of contradicted the uh, canon because in her book, she had green lightsabers during Order 66. So, oh. I mean, eh, they be, and like Poe Dameron, for another example, I mean, they, they kind of made him a, a, what was it, a, a Spice Runner? Spice Runner. Yeah, in, in his comic series, he is a war hero. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I know, it's crazy. But guys, thank you all so much for being on. Uh, if, where can we find you guys at? Uh, Tucker, I'll let you go first. Where can we find you? Uh, my Instagram is at TuckerHPrice.
1: My TikTok is uh, tech Music, but the uh, first I is a one. And also, thank you so much for having us
0: on. No problem. And, and congratulations on 100K. It's a That's big awesome. milestone. I'm almost there. I can't wait to get there. All right. What about you, Jason? Where can we find you?
2: Um, so I am on uh, TikTok, I'm Lebo One Kenobi, and that's all one word, L-E-B-O Juan Kenobi. And on Instagram, it's the same thing, but there's a underscore between Lebo Juan and Kenobi.
0: All right. What about, you, what about you, Rick? Where can we find you?
2: Yeah,
3: I'm Rick Nerdvaro on everything. So that's R-I-C-K N-E-R-D V-A-R-R-O. My last name is Nevaro, I thought was named after me. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. That's,
3: that, that's at awesome, least my man. headcanon that, you know, Dave Filoni or John Favreau <laughs> saw my name and they were like, oh, yeah, let's name that planet.
0: Oh, Just nice. <laughs> All right. And you guys can find me on Instagram at Comic Comedy Podcast. You can also find me on TikTok at Shooby S C H U B Y D O O B E R T. And before we go, Jason, Rick, can I ask you guys a favor? Mm-hmm. Can you guys um, reenact a scene for me? Sure.
2: Uh, which one um, you want to do? I, Mustafar? Uh, want... Mustafar. I yeah.
0: Brought Peace, freedom, and justice. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, can, do it. I, think well, I can do
2: I don't that. Have a, I have haven't mostly memorized, okay? But we can All try
0: right. it. Well, okay, I'm I might need a line. Mic. Let's see
2: what we yeah. got here. That's fine. You turned her against me? You have done that yourself. You will
3: not take her from me.
2: Your greed and your lust for power have already done that. You've allowed this dark lord to twist your mind till you become, you become the very thing you swore to destroy.
3: Don't lecture me, Obi-Wan. I see through the lies of the Jedi. I don't fear the dark side as you do. I brought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire. Your new empire? Anakin, do- my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy! Don't make me kill you. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy.
2: Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. You will try! <clears throat> wow great great job guys i love it <laughs>
0: thank <laughs> you guys so much oh my God. <laughs> all right guys and i will have this uploaded by sunday and it'll also be on youtube uh the week after so great. we'll see you guys then all right thank all right. you guys so, so much for coming out. thanks for having us all right. all right peace out Girl Scouts. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>